Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. If I could do an accent, I'd be opening this review with good eye, mate, but I can't because that was not even <laughs> close to Australian. Uh, but we are a horror movie podcast. Every week we talk about horror movies and this episode is your bonus Patreon vote episode of the month where our patrons voted between four films. Uh, all four in this case came from The Crypt, which is a, another Patreon thing where all of our $5 patrons and up can submit films to this kind of wish list or to-do list for Screams. And we pick four of those movies, we put them in a vote for our patrons and they voted on which one they want. And the winner was Wolf Creek, uh, the Australian film from 2005. Uh, I'm Peter, by the way. It's weird that I skipped over that. But Tim's also here. Tim, the co-host. Mm-hmm. There's Tim. Tim's over there. He's there. He's he's, he's uh. yeah. that side. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, Tim? You good? You you happy? I, <laughs> am I happy? Pete, happy? Have I ever been happy? <laughs> That's a good point. You make an excellent That's point. Maybe, the, maybe four or five times in my life. I, I, you got me thinking though. Uh, what what tier is it that you can add to the crypt? Uh, five, same as a voting tier, five dollar tier. Yeah, because I feel like we should add a tier where we will add you. Well, not you, uh, but the 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 patron patron person will will add them to the crypt. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm confused. What did you just say? <laughs> The Patreon person will do what? What's this new tier? <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to figure it out. Maybe like 25 bucks or something, but we can actually add the the patron person to the crypt. Oh, the patron. Yeah. <laughs> what does that so mean? We, uh, that thing's pretty obvious. I mean, we kill him and then <laughs> we put the body in the crypt. So they're paying us $25 for us to kill them yeah. and put them in a crypt. Okay. Just, that's why I make that. Yeah. You confused me there, Tim. I wasn't sure where that was, where that was going. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll start spoiler free. And then free. maybe we'll review the dead body. <laughs> Is that basically going to be like our own version of the autopsy of Jane Doe? We're just going to do an autopsy and be like, there's some uh, some finger marks uh, behind the behind the temple. Some blunt force, maybe. That could be fun. Uh-huh. Now I gotta say, um, this movie was a little scary for me because... I'm going to be visiting Australia soon. <laughs> you are? When are you going to Australia? Yeah. When, when's this happening? Uh, <laughs> uh, next year, in January. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you have uh, not... Because I thought you were going to say, like, oh, I'm going like, next month. Like, We've not arranged for this time. You didn't tell me you were taking time off the schedule. See ya. Uh, <laughs> and then it's just, uh, just taking pictures of, like, me in my room with a little, like... <laughs> australia backdrop <laughs> uh tim's gonna get a green no, screen it, and learn how to use the green screen so you can put kangaroos yeah. behind <laughs> uh no i'm going to uh, australia next year so this was uh, a little bit of a, a warning I, I i suppose to me try try not to uh, get killed by anything because australia is full of animals and plants that are the most deadly things on the planet um hey why do you think i'm going <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm serious. Every time, like, I see like a forum post or something, it's like, oh, a new deadly like plant or something found, and there'll, yeah. be, a pi- there'll be a picture of this, like, and it'll look deadly. It'll be this like demonic-looking plant that came straight out of hell. And of course, every single time, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's found in this part of Australia. I'm like, of course, it's Australia because everything in nature <laughs> that wants to kill you is in Australia. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll run into the. Uh... Um, you know the uh, mythical yowie which uh, of course is the australian bigfoot uh who knows who knows <laughs> excellent 
Excellent. Um, <laughs> Australia is a weird place, you know that. Um, I, 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 I don't mean that. There's nothing insulting about coming here, but it's, it's weird to me how how weirdly similar Australia is in terms of the people to mm-hmm. to the UK. There's a lot of crossover in how they speak, obviously with a different accent. Sure. But, you know, like, watching yeah. this movie, you know, they, they use the word, like, bloke. They refer to, like, guys as right. blokes. And I'm like, this is weird. Australians have a lot of the same words. It's, it's odd how Australia is kind of like a like a the, distant cousin they, to the UK. It's odd. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, you know, they're all uh, descended from uh, British uh criminals so that makes sense but uh <laughs> see the mistake they made the mistake they made with that whole plan of putting all the criminals on an island which i actually think is a solid plan is they just didn't, what they had what they had to do was neuter them first because if you because because obviously once they have kids the kids aren't criminals they're innocent so yeah. we, we can't just keep treating <laughs> them true. like criminals but if you neuter them first and then just treat it like escape from new york but australia um yeah <laughs> that's a fine plan <laughs> Yeah, at one point the uh, the guy in the movie he says uh, Bob's your sister, which I've never heard. I've always heard Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I've never heard. I've never sister heard Bob's either. your sister. I wonder if that's <laughs> I wonder if that's an Australian thing or if it's just him being weird. Yeah, I don't know. Because it sounds like it's someone trying to crack a joke based on Bob's your uncle, like because why yeah. would you say Bob's your sister? Bob's a good name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Um, so, had you seen this movie before, Timmy? Was this your first time? Or? I- Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it before. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it back. This was like in my uh, my teen DVD days. This was, um, yeah, you know, because you know, but back when I was about twelve, thirteen, like I really started collecting DVDs with whatever money I had from wherever I got money from at that age. I can't remember. Um, and you know, I I bought in a lot of DVDs, and uh, you know, this was this came out in two thousand five. So you know, it had been probably soon after it came out in DVD where I I bought it because oh, it's, people are talking about this Wolf Creek movie. Let's see what it's like. Um. Yeah. I think at this time I would have been working at Blockbuster and uh, yeah, same thing. Like when it came out on DVD, like a lot of people were talking about it. So I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, the movie is pretty simple. It's it's your typical group of characters, uh, not teens in this case, it's uh, 20 somethings, but uh, they're out on a trip out in the outback and they're going to visit this big crater where a meteor hit a long, long, long time ago. Um, as the character so delightfully tells us, it was uh, the impact was like two hundred nuclear bombs going off at the same time. Um, Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, that's rock and roll. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a giant crater, but of course they have trouble, and they basically there's a you know a crazy person out in the outback who uh, takes them captive, and it's you know your typical. Is this very much your Australian Texas Chainsaw or something to that effect, or whatever you want to call it? Um, and even to the point where you know it talks about being based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't look into it, but I'm going to assume that that's a very loose uh, statement. Well, I mean, I, I guess we can't really get into it without kind of technical spoilers. But I have I have questions about that once you get to sure. the kind of the stuff from the end. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, maybe we'll even just look it up during the review. Why not? That that may be fun. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so that's the basic gist of the film um so tim did you like Wolf freak yeah. at the time when you first saw it and uh has your feelings changed dramatically one way or the other now uh so i actually did not like it when i first saw it uh and then i rewatched it last night and i can say i still don't like it uh, <laughs> it's it, it's not the worst thing in the world like um i don't think it's a bad made or <laughs> that's not a weird it's a, it's not like a poorly made movie like um you, you know, like, you know, the acting is, is fine and everything. Um, but 
I, I think maybe more, not so much that it's a bad movie. It's just not uh, a movie that's necessarily for me. It doesn't really line up with my tastes. Um, I, I do think it takes way too long uh, in the beginning for it to start, like, you know, getting to the point. Um, it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong, obviously, like, you know, with setting up the characters and stuff. I feel like it was like, what, 45, like 50 minutes before we actually get to, you know, what like kind of the plot and like, you know, drive of the movie is. Um, and, and I don't know. And I feel like it might be fine if you're getting, you know, more set up and insight into the characters before then. But I, I feel like so much of it is just kind of plodding along with these characters that honestly don't really have much personality. They just kind of seem like uh, just people going on a trip. I never really uh, got a sense of too much of, of what they're like. And uh, also, I just really don't like the direction of the movie. It's very, you know, feel has a very like kind of shaky handheld feel to it. A lot of like cuts between like, you know, like, oh, uh, now we're looking through the car. Now we're focusing on the people. Now we're back through looking through the car and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to maybe get the if it's supposed to convey the feeling of like being watched or, or something, I, I guess, but I don't know, it doesn't really do much for me. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a fine movie, but just, uh, I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> Tim, Tim's first complaint there. It cuts between shots. I don't like that in a movie. <laughs> it cuts between various shots. But it, it, the scene. way it does it though, it's like, so, <laughs> but he does it like so often and it's like, so frenetic is like, it kind of takes me out of the movie, honestly. Uh, do you hear that? Greg McLean, writer director producer <laughs> tim's not happy with how you you cut your movie um the name sounds familiar has he done other stuff like the other recent stuff that we've seen i'm fairly sun i'm fairly sure that he's done like everything that's be called wolf creek because i think he worked on okay. everything let me have a have a look here um let me see he did wolf creek 2 he worked on the wolf creek tv show um the wolf creek tv show by the way interestingly I've not seen it, but I heard the premise recently, and I thought, oh, that actually sounds kind of interesting, because it's, it's actually a character who knows or is related to one of the characters from the other, from the movie, or the second movie, and it's about them coming for revenge, so they're kind of hunting the bad guy down, like, through the outback, which is actually intriguing oh. as a premise. Uh, the the sh the TV show is on Shutter, and I think I tried watching like five minutes of it, and it was so bad. <laughs> I, I like shut it off. It, it was really bad. That is fair enough. I've not seen any of it. Um, he did the Belco <laughs> experiment. Uh, I don't know if oh, you saw okay. that. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah. More notably, though, for us, he did something else, which is went down as one of the worst things we ever reviewed on this show. He directed. Well, I mean, I know it's not Green Inferno. <laughs> He directed The Boy. I'm kidding. No, it wasn't The Boy. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim probably knows who that director is <laughs> I anyway. I probably can't trick Tim there. Uh, no, he directed The Darkness with Kevin Bacon. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that, that, movie, <laughs> that movie was terrible. So, um, really, really, really bad. So, that that's actually interesting. He, he directed that. Be careful with that phrase because it sounds like you're making fun of uh, your ace co-host. Joe, it's funny. She thought that once as well. I said Terabad, and she said, what do you mean Terabad? And I'm like, no, 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 ter as in terrible and bad. Terabad. <sighs> All right, fine. Fine. Is this an accent thing? Is it because my accent just makes it sound a little bit, the, the vowel's harder to pick yeah. up, maybe? Uh, yeah. Maybe say off a bad or something. Off a bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Okay, so uh, how did I feel about the movie? I guess that's what we're getting to. Um, do you know, like, I remember, not, I, I remember thinking it was pretty decent uh, from when I first saw it. Now, th- that said, I always remembered agreeing with one of the big things you said there is that the first half kind of sucks. <laughs> the first yeah. half uh, takes a long time, and I don't particularly like the characters that much. They're just kind of like blank slates um, yeah. and don't have much going for them. I, I, it- I, I definitely remember, and I felt this again watching it now, is that... There's some stuff early on where it was, it was just like a montage of them like partying at a pool. And exactly. I remember, yeah. And I remember just being like, oh, this is just an- annoying to watch. <laughs> I, I was not into it. I was not. I did not care about their shouting at each other while drunk or the fact that the guy, yeah. guy and one of the girls might be into each other. Um, like, really don't give a shit. Uh, the characters are kind of <laughs> nothing. Um, the actors are it, it, terrible, though. The actors feel natural enough, at least. They don't feel like they're, they're you know, hamming it up. Yeah. But, you know, so um but i remembered liking the back half uh well enough like i remember you know once they actually get to the point where they've been taken to this location and then the actual horror stuff that happens i remember being at least fairly and no not in love with it but like fairly into it and enjoyed it well enough uh, at the time yeah. so i was curious to see how i was going to feel because i i got the impression you didn't like it <laughs> from, from <laughs> things you'd said to me and I was curious to see how I was going to feel watching it again because I haven't. I've only seen it the once before. I'd seen it, you know, back in like 2005, 2006, in that sort of range, uh, whenever the DVD came out. And I was curious to see how I was going to feel about the back half of the movie watching it again. And the, the, the funny thing is, is that I don't know if the first half dragged as much for me this time, just because I knew it was going to drag in a weird way. Like I was expecting it to be like, oh, get to the good stuff. Um, but it almost wasn't as bad because I, I thought it was going to be even worse. Uh, the second <laughs> half, um, I think's fine. Like, it's not great. Um, it's, like, there's some fun moments. Uh, the standout is definitely the actor playing the bad guy. Um, you know, yeah. he, he, he's, he, he's the reason why the movie has a sequel and has a TV show, because he, and, oh, pro- yeah. and probably the reason why people were talking about it when it came out, because he has a, you know, he's a different kind of personality, uh, because he's Australian, it's an Australian horror movie, it has a different feel to a lot of other types of horror villains. You know, he has a completely you know, different accent. His sense of humour that he has is very different to a lot of other horror villains. Um, so he kind of stands out. Uh, he's definitely the only memorable character in the movie because the, the, the three leads, the three like you know victims are not memorable in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So that's okay. That said, there's a lot of weird elements to it, and the way it's paced in the back half is very strange to me. Um, I can't really talk about a lot of it until spoilers to talk about how it focuses on certain characters at certain times and how it kind of transitions into the horror sections a little bit weird in in one way. Even though I kind of like part of it, it, it's de- it's definitely not like a home run. Uh, there's definitely a couple of generic elements, but there's also, you know, like. Like, I think overall, I would say the movie is decent with a couple of standout things that sure. is why it's memorable. It's why people talk about it. But it's not something that I'd yeah. be like, oh, it's a must-see horror movie from the 2000s that you have to see. It's one of, you know, they're like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think when it came out, people are treating it like it's a new classic, which I, I definitely don't think it is. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of on the same page, maybe like a little less than you, but, uh, you know, I don't want to act like I hate it. Like, it's not like oh man this is such a horrible movie how can anyone like this garbage it's like no it's it's fine uh you know it's just like you know there isn't really much uh to stand out um 
you know, and, there, and there's definitely stuff, uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, could have made it better. Like, once it does get to the horror stuff, like, um, yeah, I think for the most part, uh, that's okay. Um, you know, in between, like, okay and good. But, um, yeah, just all together as a movie, it's not great or anything. But it's also not, like, super horrible <laughs> either. Uh, there's some decent horror moments in the back half. And, um, yeah. Uh, it, it actually it, it did overuse one trope actually there's, there's a trope that happens like three times in the back half that kind of bugged me but more on that in spoilers um <laughs> as far as talking about spoiler free i mean honestly there's, there's so little uh kind of setup that there's actually not a whole lot to talk about plot wise spoiler free yeah. so um like i say i think the acting is fine uh no one sticks out as being like a horrendous actor they're, they're just very kind of sure. natural um, all, almost to the point where they feel like they're on a reality TV show, which is why they're kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like kind of like I was saying before, um, it's totally fine to, you know, have like a lot of characters set up. Like, you know, um, not every horror movie needs to, you know, like go right into it in you know five or ten minutes or whatever. Uh, I think the problem with this movie, you know, like you were saying earlier, is that um, the characters are just such like blank slates are not interesting it's like uh, you know if you want to have like characters set up that's fine but you know there, there's nothing really to these characters other than like all right they're young 20 somethings that want to party <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. about it <laughs> like all they want to do is drink that is like all they talk yeah. about and the thing is is like they feel realistic so i, I can't really fault it yeah. in that sense they feel like oh, realistic sure, sure. people but they're realistic yeah, uninteresting people <laughs> yeah yeah because like they're not played as like over like when you think of party people you usually think of like kind of you know over the top assholes or something and they're definitely not that like they're not you, you know they're not played as like those kind of jerky you know party kids uh but again i don't know maybe that would have made them a little more interesting or something because yeah they just seem yeah. like very kind of normal I don't, yeah, I don't think they have to be over the top. But I think they there was there seemed to be an effort here to make them just as down to earth and like normal yeah. drinking people as possible. Um, when I think that's you know there's a reason why movies typically try to make characters a bit more interesting and make them have kind of more you know like either witty conversations or or give them some character traits that kind of stick out because even though sure. that may feel like more of a movie thing, that's what makes characters memorable and interesting. And right. Whereas these characters, I really feel like I was watching a group of people who were like on like a like a you know Big Brother or or you know yeah. pick your reality TV show. It just it felt like three really normal people, and but really normal in a really boring way where I just I don't yeah. care about them. <laughs> I don't particularly want to watch more of them. Uh, there's yeah. a reason why reality TV bores the crap out because real people are dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> characters, you know, are interesting. They have traits if they're written well, and they have they have arcs and they have these things. Um, because they, they don't have arcs in this movie, and that's not necessarily a big problem in a horror movie. And yeah. arguably, once this movie gets to the, the the back half, it doesn't matter as much anymore because now they're just trying to survive, and that's okay because it's a survival movie. But the first half of the movie is not that the first half of the movie is them in a car or it's them drinking or sitting at a campfire or whatever yeah. and it's like you could cut that thing down you could you could the first half the first like i, th I think they're they're i checked the time when they're being towed and that was about yeah. 40 minutes i think the first 35 minutes you could probably cut down to about 15 or less <laughs> quite sure, happily yeah. and lose is nothing of value yeah, it's already like a sh you know pretty short movie. I think it was like what ninety eight minutes or so. Uh, but I mean, yeah, if you, I don't know, maybe yeah, cut out like twenty twenty five ish minutes and 
don't know, maybe add another five or ten or something of a more horror stuff. I don't even, know, that probably could flow a little better. Even if you don't add anything to the horror set, I think if you just cut 20 minutes and get it down to 78 minutes, you might have a much tighter movie. Sure. We get to the horror stuff quick enough that you don't feel, you know, that bad about it. You're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. better set up and here we are. Something bad happens. Um, because honestly, you, you could almost just start with them at the 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 you know the the meteor creator that you could you could just start there and yeah. uh and just like cut everything that came before that like you almost wouldn't need anything you know because there's, there's like a first kiss that happens there you just get you i think just them having their first kiss would tell you everything you need to know about their relationship you don't really need the, the build up to it yeah. <laughs> uh, which is essentially just like one conversation between the two girls about how she's into him and then one conversation between the, the second girl and him saying hey she likes you why don't you you know, like her back, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's basically it. Like, all of that could go. I mean, there's one scene where they go to, like, a, a gas station and it's like, oh, there's some weird locals who kind of, uh, you know, make some sexist remarks about, you know, uh, the girls. And, like, I mean, the, the scene's okay. It's the closest thing that there is before bad things happen that there's a sign that something bad, yeah. bad is going to happen. Uh, it it's not like Texas Chainsaw where you have the hitchhiker right away who sets like an exactly. eerie tone yeah. and is like oh something's unsettling something's not quite right out here, um, yeah. that's the closest this movie has to that. But even that's like a good fifteen twenty minutes into the movie before you get there, and then it's another fifteen twenty minutes before you get to the actual oh shit we're in danger now, um, yeah. so you know so first half is is a bit rough um in that sense. Second half's okay. It has a couple of good horror moments. Yeah. That's that's how I'd sum up the spoiler for you. Uh, so we'll go into spoilers then. Uh, before we do, though, this is a good time to tell you about patreon.com slash TV. You can support the show and everything we do here. We go to patreon.com slash TV and support us for as little as $1 per month. And of course, if you do that, you get to uh, see bonus episodes. Every month, you get one exclusive episode for patrons at the $1 tier. And the last episode we did was Beyond the Seventh Door, which was a <laughs> Canucksploitation movie, although you'd never guess that from the accents because the main dude's from Yugoslavia. But uh, you get that. That was like the fifth or sixth one we've done. So you get, you get a whole back catalogue of these bonus episodes mm. and you get uh, you know other stuff from other shows. Um, and also at the higher tiers, you get to do things like vote, uh, much like people did for this episode and some other stuff too. So uh, go to Patreon and have a look and see if you, it tickles your fancy. So... Spoilers uh, for for the movie, um, yeah. So they go out of this crater. They come back fr from it after you know camping out for the night. There's very little to say about anything that comes before this because it is just them um, drinking, <laughs> interacting with locals in that Party, one scene. Yeah, jumping in a pool. Jumping in a pool. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Um, <clears throat> And don't get me wrong, I do like the idea of them, like, you know, the, the car battery's dead and their watches are also dead. Um, and, you know, they, they, they're like, oh shit, we have to spend the night in the car. We're kind of like trapped and isolated out here alone. I was like, okay, this is a good setup. This is an interesting kind of like, okay, we're just out here on our own and it's nighttime. And I do like the shots where it's like nighttime and you just see like the headlights coming towards them and it's like oh who is this is this someone dangerous is oh, yeah. this someone you know like th this is where the movie kind of picks up because it starts to like have feelings of tension it's like oh okay they're, they're in like a really sort of dangerous place now where anyone could be you know a threat um but of course you know at first he's very friendly you know as uh as mick he's like oh I'll, you know help you out i'll give you a jump start oh no your other parts are dead i can tow you back to my camp um and fix your car up there because i've got spare parts 
Uh, and they're very hesitant at first, but they agree to go. Uh, it's this long ride back. Uh, they sit around the campfire drinking uh, just some water, and they all go to sleep while he's fixing the car. And when they wake up, uh, we wake up with uh, Liz um, tied up in a room. And it's a very abrupt transition to... Obviously, there's a little bit of tension where they don't know if they can trust them first and things like that. But it's a very interesting transition, I thought, to the actual horror section of the movie because they literally just go to sleep and she wakes up. There's, you know, there's not like a big crescendo that happens. There's not a big like sort of like moment where he turns on them. She just opens her eyes and then it cuts to a wide shot of her and she's tied up with her feet and hands bound. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's interesting it happens yeah. so sort of like quietly like that where it's like, no, he just tied them up when they were asleep. Yeah, I, I like that. I feel like other movies would maybe have like, you know, the inkling to, you know, because, uh, you know, we're assuming here that he you know, poison something in their drinks or gave them something yeah. that, you know, would make them pass out. And I feel like most movies would have, you know, the characters start to realize that and then they would be kind of fumbling around and be like, what, what did you give us? And then just see like his feet standing in front of him or something. But uh, I like that we don't get any of that. And it is a more subtle, uh, kind of, you know, transition to, you know, her waking up. Um, yeah. Cause, cause they, which, they, cause they all do lie down to go to sleep. It's not like they just pass out where they're sitting. It's like, yeah. they're going to sleep anyway. They're, they're, this drug presumably just makes sure that makes, make sure they stay out while he's tying them up and dragging and, them around and would, or whatever. And, and I would assume that they were probably, uh, did you think that like they were like passed out for like maybe a day or something? Cause it seems like it was yeah. already late at night, but then she wakes up and it's still night. Yeah. I got the impression it was maybe a full day, which makes sense if you drugged them, like, you know, it, it probably yeah. knocked them out for that long um and she you know, she just wakes up in the little shed and she gets up and she's able to like, use a piece of glass to cut herself free and she sort of sneaks out the window and she sneaks up to the, one of the main sort of like you know buildings here so it's all these little kind of this is like a, a a garage kind of building and or a workshop maybe a better better term for it and she looks in the window and obviously the other girl uh, kirsty oh sorry christy uh is uh is like tied to a post and mixed like you know, he's, he's, he's got this, like, really weird, obnoxious laugh that he kind of has where he's like, <laughs> I do really like his uh, voice. Like, obviously, he has the Australian accent, but even, you know, the accent aside, he has, like, kind of just an interesting, like, yeah, kind of weird, raspy, throaty kind of voice, um, which is funny because it can work really well as, like, you know, like a nice guy, like when they're all sitting around the campfire, he actually is like, I, I think like, you know, genuinely kind of likable, like, uh, and, and I guess even before that too, like when they're talking about him and he's kind of like, you know, saying stuff like, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, you want to go North? Uh, but I'm going South. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh see what that's a problem. You know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think though he actually does can is able to pull off like, uh, you know, kind of like a nice friendly guy, but uh, I mean, maybe it's because we're watching a horror movie, but like you can kind of tell that there's like a little bit of a sinister, maybe weird undertone yeah, to which it. I think works for the movie because <laughs> I think if you're in that situation where you're trapped out in the middle of nowhere and this stranger comes up, you're even no matter how nice they might appear, you're going to be kind of skeptical. Like, like oh, yeah, they yeah. could take advantage of us really easily right now if you wanted to, um, yeah. and, and he does <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Um, but no, and he's he's doing all these things, and you know we see like an old like old dead body up, you know hanging up somewhere, oh, yeah. um, and it's it's heavily implied that he's going to he's going to rape uh, Christy. It never it never happens in the movie. We never see it uh, because of interference. Mm -hmm. But you know he's grabbing his crotch. He's like you know he's sort of doing tongue motions, and he's like, 
we're going to get to know each other, right? And, you know, things like that. And Because <laughs> um, at one point he actually, like, rubs her head into his crotch. He's still got his jeans on. He's not, like, naked or anything. But yeah. it, he's just kind of doing it to, like, mock her and humili- humiliate her. He's, he's you know, because he has this thing where he, he's always talking like he's friendly, even though he's got someone tied up and he's going to torture them yeah. and rape them and, and whatever else. He's, he's always very, like... Uh, you know, because he, he's holding like a sniper rifle and he's got it aimed at her, and it, it, it takes it takes a shot, but it doesn't click. He's like, "Oh, that's that's funny that you, you know won't go without the bolt." And I said, "Oh, I've got the bolt done now, though." And yeah. he's, you know, he's always kind of <laughs> joking and like doing these little things about uh, yeah. what he's doing, and um, he does Which, uh, f- fire a shot. It doesn't hit her, but he fires a shot, and he's like, "You should have seen the look on your face," kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes it works and like sometimes uh, it doesn't. I, I think there was like maybe one or two times where he makes like a pun or a joke or something. Like uh, I think he had some joke about you know the other woman that was like uh, chained up and skinned and stuff. Like uh, I guess not not skinned, but just like yeah, uh, killed. Uh, then he makes like some joke about like uh, oh like she used to give good head or something before she lost hers or something dumb like that. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, all right, this is like a, a little too much. Like, come on. <laughs> but it, but it is followed up, I think, with a little lane where he says she, you know, she lasted a few months, and I'm like, whoa, okay, that that sounds really dark. Like oh, yeah. the idea that he's going to like keep her alive yeah. long enough, as long as he can, until he just kills her. Mm. Um, no, um, w- one thing I I will give it credit for that I did like about it is um I do like how uh, the uh, the who's the other girl Liz? Yeah, it's like running around. Yeah, yeah, I I do like how she she was actually like proactive and she does get the upper hand on him which was kind of cool that you know you usually don't uh see that like you know it, it made him feel like uh you know that, that maybe they're not as helpless as you want them to be uh because yeah she she definitely does get you know some good like shots on him <laughs> oh yeah no he, he 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 feels like he's not like an indestructible person you know he, yeah uh so basically liz causes a distraction by like uh setting fire to something outside and she sneaks in, she, she admits, lets Christy know she's there, uh, but ultimately when he comes back in, she picks up the, the, the rifle he had, and he tries to, like, sort of laugh, I was like, ah, oh, I, I only put one, you know, one bolt in it, like, it's fine, like, you know, like, you know, like, but of course he's lying, and she takes a shot and, like, hits him in the side of the neck, which, you know, he, he goes down, um, of course, though, I, I do like that Liz doesn't know how to use a gun, we had some internet troubles there, <laughs> so there's a weird cut here, there's a weird cut, uh, and that's part of the review. But what I was saying is that I like that she, like, that Liz kind of doesn't know how to use the gun properly. That she, you know, after, okay, she knows how to shoot the trigger or, you know, shoot, you know, pull the trigger. But once she has to actually reload or do the next step, she kind of struggles, you know, she doesn't know what to do. And it felt very realistic. It felt like someone who'd seen it on movies and on TV, but never actually worked one herself. And it felt, you know, because I've never mm-hmm. used a gun, but I've seen it on TV. So it's like, I, I, I know in theory, I know what it looks like. But you know she struggles and she ends up just hitting him over the back of the the head with the gun. And she's, so I don't. Yeah. I, I kind of like like I feel like the realism in the first half hurts it a little bit because it's just kind of dull. But the realism mm-hmm. in some of the stuff in the second half so makes it a bit more interesting from a horror movie perspective, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it was funny because you know she shoots him and like you know he kind of immediately falls down and then. Uh, 
yeah, uh, right away, both me and my wife, we just started chanting, like, stab him, stab him, yeah. stab him. Like, because <laughs> obviously a horror movie, you know, like, and especially when it's like you have half an hour left or whatever. Like, yeah, come on, this isn't the end. Just really go to town on him. Yeah, it's because he was like, okay, you've got a clear window here where he's not moving. If you just grab his knife and start yeah. stabbing him in the back, you will kill him and he will not hurt you. <laughs> That'll be the end of it right now. Uh, but they don't make that choice. They, they, you know, they try and go out, they go to the car, and this is the first time of three that something happens, which is fine once, maybe even fine twice, but mm-hmm. it happens three times in this movie where a character goes into a car and gets really upset because the keys aren't in the, in the ignition. Uh, so it happens here where they go in and there's no keys, so she has to go back into the body and get them from his pocket, which she does. Um... But once uh, they leave, uh, he comes storming out with a shotgun and like starts blasting it into the windshield. And uh, of course, he has other cars. He chases them down. They're in his truck, and they get to like they almost drive off a cliff. And they actually get to the edge and they get out and they push it over to make it look like they've they've went over the cliff themselves. Try to make him think at least for a while that they're, they're already dead. Uh, whilst they, you know, there's a whole scene here where they sort of, they're hiding over the edge of the cliff uh, with him looking down at the truck and it's a fine little sequence there's nothing wrong with it um this is again another t- this is the second time where when he's going down to check the wreckage they get up they get up and go into his car and there's no keys and they, they get mad because there's no keys um so that's the second time that but like happens. no one ever just leaves like the keys and the ignition <laughs> it's like not something you do no that's true i think um this is the, this is the only time I think out the three where I at least buy that they might think they would be in the ignition because he's literally just stopped and got out the car to look down the edge of the cliff. He's, sure. The engine still the end. At least I thought the engine was still running. It actually wasn't. Obviously, it wasn't because the keys weren't in there. But um, it, it kind of felt like that. And the, and they're still like super close to his like uh, camp or whatever. Because like at, at first uh, I I thought that they had maybe driven a little farther, but then like. Yeah, you know, they pretty much go right back to his camp, like, which yeah, I gotta imagine it's not like they've been walking all, a a ton of time or anything. Yeah, they're just down the road. Uh, they go back and like Les tells, cause 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 Christie's a bit out of it, you know, after being tortured for a little bit, and she's like, okay, you hide here, stay here, and hold your breath, or not hold your breath, sorry, find your breath, uh, <laughs> catch your breath, uh, and I'll go and yeah. see if I can get another car, uh, because it seems like he has more. And sure enough, she finds this big warehouse full of cars. Uh, and then finds a room full of like you know uh, camping equipment and it's very clear that he's had other victims like he's gotten a bunch of tourists over the years and even though this one family has like there's a bunch of camcorders and she watches one and it's this family who basically the same thing happened to them their battery died and he came to help this is something he does um yeah. G- given that their watch is also stopped like i wondered like is he actually causing it or is it a natural phenomena that happens here and he's just taking advantage of it uh, I wasn't sure on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it'd be hard to. I don't. I don't know how he would do that himself. Uh, that seems it, like a little much. But like, if it was just a car battery, then I'd, I'd just assume it was him. You know, he was just yeah. draining the battery. But because it's also their watches, it was making me think like, oh, is there something to do with this area? There's like a natural occurrence where electric devices get drained or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, uh, like uh, I think he, he says something later on where he that seemed to imply that he did, um, you know, mess with their car. Uh, like, uh, you know, he says something like, oh, do you know how long it took me to, you know, strip that part from your car or whatever? 
So, yeah, I got the feeling that he at least did that. And then I'm assuming maybe the, the watch thing is just uh, maybe because of that uh, part of where they're at. Maybe that's, yeah, just a natural occurring thing. Um, yeah, and then uh, this kind of like and it kind of ties to, you know, in the beginning, uh, you know, like a lot of these movies, you get like a little text saying like, oh, based on a true story. And then it gives you like a little background. And, you know, they say something like what, like, oh, like, you know, 30,000 people a year disappear from the you know, Australian outback or, or whatever. Uh, and, you know, only 90% of them are ever found or something like that. So you, you kind of get the idea that like, oh yeah, this is something that, you know, not like, you know, super common, but does happen to people. And, you know, the, there's definitely these instances that people are never found and, you know, that it's something that he's probably been doing for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so you see, you see this and then she, she watches, cause at one point in the movie before they, they when they stop for gas, uh, ben, the guy in the group, uh, recorded some footage, and she sees the guy's truck in the background. Uh, so implying that he saw them there and uh, sort of prepped his plan from there, knowing that he had victims. So uh, it's really simple stuff. It's you know, it's not like this. This doesn't come off too cheesy. Like it, it could do. I feel like this. It's a little bit um, very neat how this footage captures exactly what she needs to see. But, exactly yeah but it's not like super like i've definitely seen much worse in movies when it comes to like dun 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 sure. he was there the whole time or something like that so yeah um but i will say it's at least a little bit surprising that liz dies first because she's clearly been presented to as, as essentially the main character up until this point yeah. and she's like the main character she's been the most proactive uh, yeah you know she's probably like the one that's like least harmed uh, at this point uh so yeah, you do get that kind of feeling like if you know someone's going to be the final girl, it's going to be her. Yeah, and she was she she finds some keys. She gets into into <laughs> one of the cars and takes a while to find the right key. Uh, but once she gets the engine going, you just hear the laugh. You're like, hey, 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 hey. and you just see him in the back seat. And then he stabs her through the back seat. And that scene's actually quite brutal because he's like, well, I don't want you to run away anymore, so I'm just going to make sure you can't walk. And he actually uses his giant yeah. net because she, she, she found a little Swiss army knife that she's got and she's trying to defend herself with. And he quotes what the other guy said earlier on, what Ben said to him at the campfire when he was kind of making fun of him. He's like, that's not a knife. Nah, this is a knife. Huh. Like, you know, he, like he has yeah. that. And then he's like, well, you know, I'm going to make you a head and a stick. And what he means by that is he's going to sever her spinal column from her, from her legs. To, it's essentially paralyze yeah. her. So he there's this kind of rough scene where he just digs his knife in and kind of like severs it. Uh, I think one of the things that I do kind of like about this villain is that he's not like, like obviously I love slasher movies and I love like themed villains who always use the same weapon or whatever. I kind of like how this guy does just use a mixture of knives and guns. Like he's he's not like dedicated to one style of thing. He he, he feels like sure. a, a guy who's well versed in a number of different ways to hurt and kill people, and he just uses whatever's useful at the time um kind yeah, of thing he, he does yeah he, he does feel like a, a little bit more of a believable you know insane killer <laughs> um so yeah so she doesn't actually die she's seemingly just left paralyzed uh yeah. but it's interesting though because at this point i was thinking well where's greg we've barely i think we just get like one shot of greg in the middle of all this it's when they're running back to the camp i think you see one shot of him just sort of like strung up and mm -hmm. we come back to christy at this point and now Mick's going to be looking for her. And Christy runs out uh, onto the road. It's the daylight now. You know, the sun's come up. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, going down the road. And she's sort of, the, the poster, you know, there's two posters for this movie. One where she's running down the road and one where she's sort of, like, you know, sitting down, sort of looking all bloody and, like, messed up 
on the road mm. and this old man pulls over and like oh my god you look terrible like oh, let me let, go in the back seat i'll get your blanket and i'm gonna just drive man just drive <laughs> like he's coming yeah <laughs> just drive <laughs> um and he he's going to the trunk to get like some stuff for her, and he pulls out like a, a thermos he's got like some coffee or some soup or whatever and he puts that on the top of the car while he's getting some stuff out there and when he closes the the door you see like the 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 thermos is leaking there's like a bullet holes went through it and to the movie's credit i actually said to myself like wait he didn't hear the the gunshot like what what the hell but to the movie's credit i think it does a good job of like letting you hear the next one and letting you hear that it only really has a sound like closer to the shot itself like from his distance he just saw this very faint sound and like while i still think you'd hear the bullet going through the thermos it made it less like, cause, cause my first thought was, "Wait, that's stupid. Why didn't he hear that? Like, like mm-hmm. a bullet just went yeah. through the thermos in front of him. Surely he would have heard that. It's not like there's a lot of other sound going on." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the next gunshot kind of made it clear, kind of what the sound is like, uh, in in this space mm-hmm. and how far away he is. Uh, but he snipes the guy. The guy's dead. And this is the third yeah. time <laughs> in the movie where Christie, realizing that something's happened, gets out of the car, <laughs> sees that he's lying there dead, runs into the driver's seat. And then, shit, there's no keys in the ignition. <laughs> and we know where they are. They're in the boot. He's, they're, they're, sorry, they're in the trunk. Uh, the boot's what uh, the UK mm. call it, the, the, the trunk, just for the record. Oh. Um, yeah. uh, so she has to go out and get the keys and run back. Uh, and at this point, you know, Mick's driving towards her in one of his cars. And she runs to the back to the front seat, gets the car going, and starts driving off. And we get something of a car chase, which... You know, like, how many horror movies do we watch that have a car chase? Not a lot, although we're doing another one today that kind of does. I did kind of like how Mick plays with her in this scene, where he kind of, like, his car's much faster, and he drives up alongside her and just starts waving at her. Like, you know, like, he's someone who likes to be menacing, but he's happy to do it in a jokey way. He's not, like, you know, he's not... Like, I feel like he's jokey, but not in a stupid way. Like, it feels like it's just his personality. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know? It... Yeah, it's not like too over the top where he's, yeah, like, you know, like a, a Freddy Krueger type where he's making like, you know, these crazy, you know, jokes are really stretching these puns. But, you know, he is definitely like goofy enough where, you know, he's having a little bit of fun at it. He definitely feels like sort of like a normal, well, not normal, but like he feels like I've definitely met older dudes like who are in their 50s or 60s who try and joke with the young women as if they can get away with it. Mm. But this seems like it's taking it to the, obviously the That's extreme true, where yeah. he's like kidnapping and, you know, torturing people. But like, it yeah. definitely gave me that vibe where I feel like I've met like, you know, obviously less dangerous people, but I've met people who have <laughs> his sense of humor almost. Yeah. So, um, I like that. So she, she actually rams him with the car, mm. which, uh, runs him off road and she's all happy. And she's like, you know, screaming and cheering in the front seat. Like she's just one. And, of course and i like that it does feel like maybe she did just get a little victory but he does get out and aims the gun and i'm like that's a hard shot to hit like if he's going to try and hit her but of course he doesn't try and hit her he just has to shoot the tire uh and the you know stops the car so sure enough he it flips the car he comes up he just he lets her crawl out and just shoots her there uh point blank um and she's dead yeah so this is where like i have one kind of weird complaint about the structure of the film is i do think it's weird how at this point, we're quite late on the film. There's not a lot of time left, but we've not dealt with Greg. Uh, that's not, not Greg, sorry, Ben, uh, the, the male character, yeah. right? And we cut back to Ben, and he's like, you know, he's kind of strong. He's got like some nails in his wrists. He's sort of like strung up to the wall. It's like, it's like crucified almost. Like. Yeah, it's a, yeah, kind of, yeah. 
and he sort of pulls his hands off and it's you know very painful and i thought okay so we're, the back half of the movie is essentially split into three sections then you got you know you got liz who's kind of teams up with with christy but it's mainly her section and then you've got christy's section on her own and then ben's going to have his section and i thought well the, the opening of the movie implied that no one survived really so you know we're going to have another section where he's like almost going to get away but he's going to get to him it's whatever right but that's not what happens ben because because you know mix off dealing with christy ben actually just kind of stumbles out of the camp and gets to you know and sort of like falls asleep next to the road and then like some you know foreign couple like pick him up in their van and we actually get this weird coda scene where he actually does make it his way back and he's like he's he's under suspicion for killing he's killing the friends and then he's let go after a while, but the police never find evidence. You know, we, we get like the, the true crime thing, where it's like you know, police search for months, but never found any evidence of this location because he, he couldn't because he couldn't be specific. He didn't know where he was. Um, yeah, and they never found bodies. They never found any evidence of this guy. And it, it tries to do that thing where he's still out there somewhere. You know, the final shot happens, and it's like just Mick walking through the outback. Uh, hence, <laughs> Wolf Creek Two, for example, is a thing. Yeah. Um. So my complaint about the structure here is I feel like it's really weird that, you know, Greg... That's not Greg. Why does he keep saying Greg? It's because the director's name Greg. <laughs> uh, I think it's weird that Ben is, like, the ultimate survivor, but he he gets almost nothing to do for most of the second half of the movie. He's just missing. We just come back to him, and it's like, oh, he gets to live. He gets to live because the guy's too busy killing the others. And yeah. there's very little, like, I don't know. Like, I have, like, he's the character I like the least out of the three. I didn't really like any of them that much, but... At least throughout the survival stuff, I grew to care about the other two a bit more because it's like, oh, they're actually trying to survive. You know, when, when Christy ran him off the road, I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of rooting for you a little bit now because you're, you're you're fighting back. You know, you're being proactive, kind of like we said. You know, that's why we kind of like Liz a little bit. Whereas Ben just kind of leaves and gets away without much of a fight, and it's not even that hard. I, I wonder though. I mean, if that's uh, uh, partly because. Uh, uh, you know, again, they say it's based on a true story. I don't know how true it is, but I mean, if, uh, you know, this is part of the true story that, you know, this is the only character that survives, then I don't know if that's why they kind of have to do that ending. I don't know. It just, it feels unfulfilling. And I don't, I don't know if you want to read into it, it in a bullshit, bullshit way and say, it's like, oh, it's dead easy for the man. <laughs> Women have a hard time, but the man gets sure. to just walk away. I don't think the movie's yeah. actually trying to say anything like that, but it's the only thing I can think of where if they say it was trying to make a political statement here. Uh, it was commenting, uh, but it isn't. It isn't doing that. I, 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 this is. I, I. I'm saying this right now. What I am saying is bullshit. I am just trying to find some reason <laughs> to justify this weird ending, where he just gets yeah. away this easily when when the, the, the two women had to like fight and scrape and ultimately get killed and don't get to escape. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if at at this point like he's just, you know, too done with these people or that he just feels like he, I don't know, he needs to get away or maybe cover his tracks or something. If, uh, you yeah. know, cause now if there's like multiple dead bodies on the road and stuff and multiple people that, you know, could be missing if he, yeah, thinks maybe it's just better to, yeah, kind of walk away from the whole situation. Interestingly, you know? I went to Wiki to look up the true story, uh, but it, it described the killer in the film as xenophobic, which actually makes sense because most of his victims do seem to be tourists. Cause uh, Ben's oh, Australian, okay. but the two girls are meant to be from England, so uh, oh, okay. so they're tourists. Did, did you not notice oh. the difference in accents, Tim? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, I, I did not. <laughs> I'd like to think you you could tell the difference between me and an Australian. 
I don't. I mean, sure. If I don't know, if it was a better movie where I like the characters more, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'd pay closer attention to that. Right. So stuff, I've looked this I up. I didn't really think about it. It says it's loosely based on this this thing here. So I'm, I'm going to read the Wikipedia entry for the Backpacker Murders, which is what this is loosely based on. Uh, oh, okay. Before I read this, though, I'm going to assume that none of the characters are actually based on, you know, like none of the victims are actually based sure. on real victims or anything like that. The Backpacker Murders were a spate of serial killings that took place in New South Wales, Australia between 1989 and 1993, committed by Ivan Milat. Uh, the bodies of seven missing young people aged 19 to 22 were discovered partially buried in the Belanglo State Forest. So, so yeah, right away there's, there's an inconsistency because this movie's like, oh, no one's ever found. <laughs> like, they found all these yeah. bodies. <laughs> Um, blah, 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 blah. Five of the victims were foreign backpackers, three German, two British. Well, two British backpackers, so this kind of... Okay. Uh, and two were Australian travellers from Melbourne. Uh, Malat was convicted of the murders from 27th July 1996 and currently serving seven consecutive life sentences as well as 18 years without parole. Um, so he's never getting out. He's, he's you know, he's, uh, he's dying in prison. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, and obviously seven, you know, seven murders is horrible. He killed seven people, but the movie makes it like he's killed, you know, like fifty at least. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, like he just has this giant garage of like abandoned cars and stuff. And yeah, I think it's you know very loosely based on this. I wonder if um, yeah. like the whole idea of him towing people and tricking them into like thinking he's helping them. I wonder if that was a uh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it does say actually he stabbed someone in the back that would have paralyzed her. So I mean, I guess that kill okay is based on something that kind of happened but i guess the question is did he intentionally try to paralyze her or was it just he was stabbing her and it caused that you know was it actually yeah, that I, thought out in that sense yeah because i guess what i was assuming is that the like the true story aspect was like maybe you know three people um get kidnapped and you know the one male guy survives and has this story that's never you know that they're never able to find evidence of so that that's what kind of what i assumed happened but it sounds like that's not really who the what the deal was it says people accepted raids from him so i guess but that part's kind of based on thing as well i'm i'm just control effing the word survi survivor to see if there is actually someone who doesn't know what there was um at least they didn't use that word anyway um yeah apparently uh I mean, he's got he's got cancer the, the killer's got cancer actually i just read that at the bottom of the page <laughs> oh well you hate to see that happen uh yeah <laughs> you know it's uh i mean i i guess you know you kind of come to expect that with these horror movies whenever they say based on a true story you know it's like in the very loosest uh yeah of terms. i wonder i wonder how much oh. the personality of the killer if, if at all is based on the dude or if that's just a you know that's just a creation of the director and the actor to be like hey that's yeah. let's give him some personality uh, this is a weird tidbit here in may 2011 malat went on a nine-day hunger strike losing 25 kilograms and an unsuccessful attempt to be given a playstation <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's that's interesting. interesting that's interesting he he wanted a playstation <laughs> really badly what what year was it uh, that was 2011 so the, the ps3 i assume he was trying to get his hands okay, on yeah <laughs> i was gonna say like ps1 geez <laughs> um what do you think australia is like 10 years behind everyone else or something well no but maybe this guy just wanted to play some classics like metal gear solid or final fantasy 7 and <laughs> he knew that you know it might be a little harder on a modern system Okay, okay. Um, 
Uh, Castlevania be, Symphony of the Night, of course. To be fair, the PS3 can play PS1 games, so I mean, it could do that on there. Anyway. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, no, that's interesting. So it sounds like yeah, there is this you know that's the serial killer who they've loosely based this on, but it's not. I, I, it doesn't sound like the exact so, event is yeah. you know. So I mean that makes it. Uh, I guess that makes like the whole uh, Ben part e- even weirder because I, I assumed why it, it felt like a little off was because, you know, it was uh, emulating the true story. But if that is if there really is no, you know, true aspect of that, then it, yeah, it does feel like a really weird, uh, you know, little end to the movie. Yeah, I'm just I'm skimming it just to see if there was like anyone who survived who like set you know set them on a trail of the killer, but. Um, hold on, so, did it say when he? Hold on a second. This Sorry. part may actually be someone who's done. On the thirteenth of November, nineteen ninety-three, police received a call from Paul Onions, Paul Onions, uh, twenty-four uh, <laughs> in the UK. On the twenty-fifth of January, nineteen ninety, Onions had been backpacking in Australia and, while hitchhiking from Liverpool Station towards Mildura, had accepted a ride south of the Casula from a man known as only as Bill, uh, south town of uh, Mittagong and less than one kilometer from the Belango State Forest. Bill stopped and pulled out a revolver and some ropes, stating it was a robbery, at which point Onions managed to flee while Bill pursued uh, and shot at him. So yeah, someone did run away and survive. But it, obviously, oh, okay. this incident sounds nothing like what Ben went through, obviously. Yeah, it's but, <laughs> very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Onions flagged down uh, Joanne Berry, a passing motorist, and together they sped off and described the assailant and his vehicle to the uh, Bowral Police. On 13th of April 1994, detectives refound a note regarding Onion's call and sought the original report from the Beirut police, uh, but it was missing. Fortunately, a constable had recorded details on her notebook. Onion's statement was corroborated by Barry, who had also contacted the investigation team. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, um, so yeah, there, there was a male survivor, so I guess that's why Ben's ending's the way it is. But it's just weird that he doesn't have, like... Like they could still have had him have him like fight free survival though. Like he, he could have still encountered him and like had to win and get away or you know barely survive. But he just kind of stumbles out and gets yeah. away. <laughs> it's weird after everyone else has been yeah, through this it, hell. It's, yeah, it's very abrupt. Uh, abrupt and like the you know the the opening scene of him like you know kind of having to you know uh, pull himself or push himself for whatever you, you would say free uh, of like the nails and stuff it is very gruesome and harsh but then yeah after that it is just very like abrupt of like oh and then he escapes yeah that's it um and it didn't it, 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 and also this doesn't sound like he was ever a suspect it's not like because he wasn't with anyone who was who was killed he was just someone who survived yeah. uh so I, I guess that's what they're going for with that detail but um all right, well, the last 10 minutes of this have been this, this fact-find. Um, <laughs> uh, the back half of the movie is definitely, definitely better, and I'm glad that it doesn't really match up with the real crimes that much because I, I think that makes me feel a bit more uneasy. I'm like, I love horror movies, but I don't necessarily want horror movies that are based on real people's murders, you know, to, to a, a proper degree. Like, I, well, I, Yeah, that like that's what I was going to say is weird, would be like if, you know, these women, if they were the actual victims and then it's like uh you know especially if it's like oh we don't know exactly what happened to him so here's what some guy just thought up you know that that is kind of weird but it's um i i feel like maybe it's always better to just like you know if you want to be inspired or something by a real life event uh that you then kind of you know spin off into your own thing uh that always seems like a little better than 
you know, if you're just like straight up basing it on something yeah. that seems like a little tackier, like, um, you know, for a while there's like, you know, those run of like serial killer movies with like, you know, like Gacy and Dahmer and stuff mm. like those always feel kind of weird uh, versus something like Silence of the Lambs where you have like, oh, well, here's like this, you know, fictional character that, you know, was, you know, slightly based off like this thing or that thing. Uh, but yeah, it it's feels a, maybe a little less gruesome. It's a fine line because I feel like if you're going to base something on a real serial killer and you're going to do it accurately and you want to do it, like you want to do the, you know, the, the, the thing, I, I feel like you have to go more the, the thriller route where you treat it a bit more, you know, because I've, I've been watching Mindhunter, right? And that they, they go to interview mm-hmm. serial killers and they try to catch killers and they're based on real crimes. But of course, this is from the FBI perspective. You know, as your Silence of the Lambs style of, like trying to hunt killers and it's about the psychology behind it and it's the dramatized version of all your crime documentaries that you get on on your your crime channel um which everyone's mother watches because that's what mothers watch (laughs) they watch the id channel and the discovery (laughs) investigation um but like you but i think when you, you you turn it into a horror movie and when you turn it into the roller coaster of thrills of the actual like trying to escape and almost not quite the literal torture porn because it's not like hostile or you know saw but the, the idea of like you know sort of relatively as, as, as an audience relishing and oh the fingers got cut off because that, that happens yeah. at one point is you know oh, uh, right, right, yeah. les gets her fingers cut off and it's kind of this sort of like yeah horror movies but you know why you kind of cheer and go horror movies when it's yeah. like based on a real person so exactly yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that you know that this is like it takes inspiration but it's not like a, a hard retelling of the you know it's like hey we're going to take the the the, the the terror of the situation that some of these people went through and we're going to like do our own thing with it. Um, I, I think the, the problem I have with this though, is that I, I feel like they try to have it both ways where uh, I agree with what you're saying. That is good. But then I feel like they still try to present it like, Oh no, this is true. Cause you know, they, they always have oh, like, sure. stuff in the beginning, like this based on a true story. And then yeah, having like the little coda at the end with it. Yeah. Uh, to me, this just feels more like, um, I mean, this is obviously much closer to something that happened, but you remember how at the start of the strangers, it said based on a true story, but oh, the, yeah. all the true story was, is that the director, when he was a kid, someone knocked in his door <laughs> and asked for someone who wasn't there. And that's all yeah. that happened in real life. And he based yeah. the entire movie around it, how creepy that was. And don't get me wrong, I think that's a great inspiration for a movie. I think it's bullshit to call it based on a true story, but yeah. that's a great inspiration for a horror movie. Um, this, this is much closer to being a legit <laughs> true story just because it's actually... Be- yeah. like, um, I feel like... I feel like if you just took away the true story sentence, see if you kept in the rest of it, you know, 30,000 people disappear in Australia every year, 90% are found, but some are never discovered. Like, if you just kept that part and you sort of present yeah. it as, no, this is based on some true statistics, right? And then you still have the director talk about how it's kind of loosely based on this thing and you still, you're still you taking some of that real fear and putting it into a horror movie. You can still do all that stuff, but I think saying that it's based on a true story uh, makes it, you know, you have this expectation of accuracy, uh, or at least you, yep. you you feel like you should, even though most movies don't. Most movies do take creative license and do do wacky things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and sometimes like it's for for a point. I, I don't know if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, Tim. Of course, yeah. you did. You did. Um, see that that changes some things in history, but that does it to make a point. There's actually a dramatic reason for it, where it's, it's saying, yeah. "Hey, that's you know, like and you know, Tarantino likes doing that, obviously, but." Um, you know and and, and for me when it changed things at the end of the movie that actually kind of made the movie work for me because up until that point I was wondering kind of what the point of the movie was and I I was enjoying it but the ending kind of gave it all context whereas um, (laughs) you know 
whereas this isn't isn't got making a point by changing anything it's just you know right. this is what works in my horror movie so that's what we're going to do um yeah so no um uh yeah i, I guess that's pretty much it i mean I, I don't know if i've got much more to add uh i, I think it's a decent uh movie because the back half is a decently well-made horror movie surprisingly so given that this guy went on to direct the darkness because the darkness is one of the worst <laughs> edited and directed movies i have seen in in my time yeah uh, we gave that worst movie a 2016. We gave it like a straight <laughs> one out of ten. It was a disaster. Uh, this That's is really bad. <laughs> this is much better than that because it's not a bad. It's not a bad. It's not. I mean, you may not like it. It's not a great movie, even. But it's right. not a. It's not a terrible movie by, by any stretch. Yeah, like, a, yeah, like there's a lot about it that I, uh, again, I don't really think, uh, you know, speaks to me that it, it's the type of film I, I, you know, usually like to watch. But uh, at the same time, I'm not really you know, uh, degrading the quality of the filmmaking. Like it's, uh, you know, it's still very competently made. Um, it's just, yeah, it doesn't necessarily work for me. All right. Uh, so we'll read it then. What are you giving it to me? What you, what you, what you, um, since I don't really like, uh, you know, again, since I don't necessarily like it, but I don't really hate it. I'm just going to go right down the middle and give it a straight five. Uh, again, uh, I, I think there are a lot of problems with it, but it's still, competently made and then when it does get to the horror stuff uh i do think most of it is done fairly well but uh again i'm still not crazy about it. i don't really enjoy it so just uh you know straight five out of ten i think if you cut out like 20 minutes out of the first 40 like i feel yeah, like, i feel like if it got to the stuff quicker and you know didn't even necessarily change anything about the horror stuff just just cut out like 20 minutes of the bullshit at the start sure. i feel like the movie would work a lot better for me and i'd probably give it a pretty reasonable rating but it it does yep. take so long to get to the meat of the film that um and it it actively just makes me less interested because it's fine if the characters aren't that interesting if you get to the horror stuff quickly because like i say one's still being proactive and try to survive i just inherently like them more yeah. because they're doing things they're being smart definitely you know um and it doesn't matter that they're not that you know in depth as, as far as like character traits go but because we spend so yeah. much time with them just talking and you know bonding and whatever it's like oh my god these characters are so boring um <laughs> because of that i'm gonna this is tough for me i think i think i'm going to go with a six i am going to go another point above you um uh, i think it's a decent movie um with some decent to good horror stuff in the back half uh with a notable villain who's kind of fun and got some charisma he's it very different from other horror villains as well which i think i, I like um so yeah. i've never seen wolf wolf creek 2 but i'm sure we'll do it at some point makes sense for us to do it <laughs> eventually so yeah. um we'll see how that goes so that's cool and maybe we'd even do a tv show because the tv show i think is only three episodes so it's basically a movie mm. <laughs> maybe. maybe it's basically a movie it's, it's like a two-hour movie i think all in so um okay if it's three episodes i can do it but yeah. much, much more than that oof, it's gonna be tough i think it's, it's, it's either more than that or or is it because greg mcclain's only credited for three episodes so i'm assuming it's only three episodes okay. i think it's meant to be quite short uh, okay. unless he just did three and then left and then other people did the rest but i don't think so he's he seems like someone who this is his baby and this is what he cares yeah. about uh so there you go that's wolf creek um i already plugged patreon at you so i will tell you here that you can like and subscribe you can support us in other ways of course by rating us on your podcast app on apple podcasts or whatever else you listen to us give us a five star rating and a review because it helps more people find us and uh, helps grow the show and become bigger better things and do check out patreon like i said earlier 
but yeah, uh, that is that has been the the episode. That has been your episode, and this is going up as a second episode uh, this week. So, uh, can, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so this was the Patreon vote winner. So patrons, make sure you go vote uh, on whatever's up for vote this month. Um, I, this is going up pretty quickly. So you, I think by the time this goes up, you'll have a couple of days left to vote. Uh, and the next vote, which, if I remember cor- correctly, is... Is it school? Did we do school movies? Yeah, it was. It was uh, back-to-school movies. So, so the school, you know, Carrie's in there, and final exam's in mm. there, and uh, the faculty and one other film. So, mm. so there's a back-to-school vote. So patrons at the $5 mm. tier or not, make sure you go vote before the end of the month. Um, but then, uh, yeah, we're yeah, pretty quickly getting into next month, which will have uh, multiple votes. It will have multiple votes. It'll have, in fact, there's going to be four votes, Tim, and I've not I've not mentioned this to you yet. Oh dear lord! Uh, but the, <laughs> the fourth one's not for a movie. The fourth one, you know what? We'll we'll take this time at the end of this episode to announce this for the first time. Um, so, <laughs> okay. don't Tim, you know about the rest of the side. You, you just don't know that it's starting with a vote. That's you, you're familiar okay, with the rest okay. of it. But we've talked about everything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not telling you've got all this work to do uh, on air. <laughs> okay. um, so. So we've got three votes. So in September, because you're voting for October and because October's the Octoberthon, it's our Christmas, it's our special time of year where me and Tim, you know, sit down at candlelight and enjoy a lot of horror films together. Um, and with two sexy bearded men like us, you know, it's a very special, <laughs> special time. Um, so uh, we have three votes. We have two Patreon votes because normally we have one Patreon vote for the $5 tier, but patrons get two votes at the $5 tier and in september for october uh you know we've not quite decided those yet we're probably going to talk about that after we're done recording actually um and we also have a third vote which is open to everyone we do a special treat for 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 the month where uh, everyone in the public can also vote on one one vote so there's three movie votes like that uh coming in september sometime early to mid-september they'll go up and you'll have till the end of the month to vote for them um so one public vote that everyone can vote on and two patreon only votes at the five dollar tier and up uh, the fourth vote, though, which will be a Patreon vote as well at the five dollar tiering up, um, is for something a little bit different, uh, which is not going to be a monthly thing. It's, it can, you'll understand why when I explain what it is. Uh, basically, for next Octoberthon, as in Octoberthon twenty twenty, that's right. We're we're so big now that we we we, we plan ahead uh, a whole year uh, for the countdown that we do in twenty twenty for the Octoberthon because we always end the month with a countdown of sorts is we're going to spend the year not every week obviously but like trying to fit in a couple of months we're going to try and focus on one subgenre of horror so that the idea being that by the time we get to next october we'll be so well versed in this one subgenre that we can do a top 25 or maybe top 50 depending on what the subgenre is of that subgenre and really know what we're talking about and like really like because obviously you know, we've seen a lot of zombie movies, we've seen a lot of vampire movies, so on and so on. But the idea is to get so well versed and see a lot more of whatever subgenre we pick and cover maybe some of the classics in that subgenre we've not done in the show yet. So that come next October, we are like so prepared to sit down and make our definitive top list of that sub you know i don't know how much how many it'll be depends on what the subgenre is can we can we make a good top 20 can we make a good top 30 top 50 whatever uh, and we'll do that mm-hmm. so uh, the options will lately be you know zombie vampire ghost something else kind of thing um Dolls. but given the- <laughs> given <laughs> given that we'll be spending like you know so many episodes over a year doing this it makes sense to give you guys a say in what you would like us to focus on um so 
that is what we're going to do. Um, I almost don't want to put Werewolf on the list because Werewolf movies, <laughs> other than like two of them, are really bad. So I think that's a bad <laughs> idea. But yeah, that's the point. I mean, you know, there's more good ones than that. But I mean, yeah, there does tend to be a lot of bad ones. But <laughs> I'll tell you this right now if slasher movies win, it'll be a top 50 because we can easily do a top 50 of those. There's so many slasher movies. Mm. We've seen yeah. so many. I, I guess the challenge will be. Uh, yeah, I, I guess what the 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 challenge aspect of it will be uh, is trying to find a you know subgenre that I'm already not well versed in. So um, <laughs> that might be a little tough. But even if you're not well versed in it, or even if you are well versed in it, we still have to cover a lot of them for the the show. So that we're you know <laughs> the idea is that we've done a lot of them for the show by the time we do the countdown. So um, I didn't intend on announcing that, but since we were talking about the votes for uh, October, uh, oh. that was another fun addition. So um yeah so yeah i look forward to that but that's us that has been that has been uh the show uh, get us on twitter at screams midnight there's a lot of funny stuff on there from me and tim so uh do go check it out uh and keep in touch with us you can send us on uh, questions to, to that twitter uh, at screams midnight or you can send us questions to uh mftv questions at gmail.com if you got something longer you want us to do um especially if you want to send st- some in time for octoberthon we may uh do some maybe even do like a, just a question only episode uh, towards the end of the month sure. if we get enough questions in, in the email um, uh, and via Twitter so send in questions mftvquestions at gmail.com and we'll maybe do a question special at the end of October again something else special for the October thon it's a little bit different so uh, that is us though so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>